my candidate, they're at 25%. If they're worth 25%, you'll pay me 25%. Your 20% recruiters, you know, they can just keep throwing crap at the wall all day, but you're going to interview my guy. And when you say that to a business owner, they respect it. They're like, you know what, Zach? I like that. I'm going to work with you. Let's see what you got. Welcome to the Resilient Recruiter Podcast. This is your host, Mark Whitby. Today, I'm joined by Zach Maynard. Zach is a director at Iris Recruiting Solutions based in Carmel, Indiana. He specializes in placing traveling superintendents with general contractors throughout the United States. Normally, I interview business owners on the show, but I invited Zach because he has such an awesome story. He's only been in the recruiting industry for six years, and this year he has absolutely taken off like a rocket with a four-month stretch billing an average of 100K per month. Zach, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, excited uh, about the conversation today. All right, brilliant. So first of all, um, you were introduced to me by David Reed. Yes, um, yes. Uh, who I've known for probably 20 years. How do you know David? Uh, David uh, entered my life uh, probably about four four years ago. Um, I was a recruiter at a, a firm in in Michigan actually at the time, and he he came in as the uh, director of uh, professional recruiting. I was a professional recruiter at that firm, and uh, right away I could just tell that he was a, a great uh, servant leader, and he he bought into what I was doing at at the company, and, and really helped train me and and you know, springboard me into where, where I'm in today. So amazing. Um, yeah. So it's a quick story about David. Um, I hope he listens to this actually, because I've got, uh, a lot of affection for that guy. He, um, he's one of the best salesmen I've ever met. And oh, like, it is insane. He sold oh. something like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of staffing services, uh, especially in the insurance and banking industries. And, um, I actually, uh, he's been on loads of my training, like, as I said, like as, as long as 20 years ago, uh, he came to, I did a, delivered a workshop. It was like a two day workshop for the company that he was the sales director at called Recruitment Zone based in Edinburgh. And um, it was on, so it was Secrets of Selling Routine Search or something I, I called it. Um, and typically in any group, like there's always, especially if the people haven't chosen to be here, they're told like you're going to this training, right? So you get some yep. people who are like really up for it and they're enthusiastic. And you get other people who are kind of like, there's they don't want any part of it, right? And then most people are sort of in between, like they're open, but they, they're they waiting to see what you, you know, you're gonna do, yeah. right? Um, and David is one of those people who he instantly, like the light bulb went off and he instantly understood the importance of this. And he went out immediately, like the, the week after the course, he went out and won something like $50,000 worth of retained, you know, search. And uh, the rest of the team was just going, what just happened? That guy just, anyway, so uh, he's a great guy. I'm glad that he introduced us. Oh, yeah. I've been on multiple sales calls with him and, you know, kind of just sit there in awe on how he, he gets, uh, gets people across the table just eating out of his hand. Uh, it, it was an amazing, amazing experience working under him and uh, really appreciate his, his mentorship. Even now, we, we still talk, you know, probably every two, three weeks you know, via text and, you know, checks in on me, how, how I'm doing. He yeah. lets me how he's 
lets me know how he's doing. And um, yeah, he actually introduced me to um, a few a few people in the I guess recruiting world. Um, uh, uh, Plowman, is it Plowman? I believe it's Plowman. Plowman Ivanov. Ivanov. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, we. Uh, I've so I've connected with him. We've talked, you know, retainers. He he wanted to hear what my approach was uh, on securing uh, retainers, and um, so yeah, he's he's just been a great mentor uh, right. for me. Always always connects me with the right people. All right, fantastic. So, um, tell me then, how what motivated you to reach out to me? Um, you know, I I saw your. I, I'm, a, I'm a podcast listener, right? So I have listened to a lot of a lot of your podcasts: uh, Rich Rosen, Jordan Rayboy, Greg Savage, um, obviously uh, Plum and Ivanoff. And I, I was able to use some of the the tips and tricks, you know, with with Jordan. It was the the, the planning, uh, Plum, and obviously the uh, the retaining. Uh, retainers. And then uh, I believe Rich Rosen was more about, you know, how to just run your day to day, being uh, specific in, in what you work on. Uh, don't work on junk. Don't work on stuff that's outside of your um, industry. And uh, really took that to heart and, and, and dug in and decided that, you know, I'm going to work if I'm going to work, uh, I need to work on my business uh, and in my business kind of at the same time. So Listening to your podcast, I was working on my business, and I was able to translate that while working in my business, and was able to put up some pretty large uh, billing numbers uh, because of that. That's awesome, man. Uh, that's really cool. Um, and so, like, what? How much of a difference between like last year? Now, of course, we have to acknowledge last year was like crazy for everybody. That was pandemic, and now you know, there's pent up demand. So I'm, I'm sure that yes. that didn't hurt. But so what was the biggest difference yes. for you between last year and this year? Yeah. So last year, so traveling superintendent uh, division is, is the division I run in my recruiting firm. Obviously with COVID traveling really shut down yeah. uh, everywhere. So uh, biggest difference for me between last year and this year is last year, my conversations were based around uh, having, you know, calling decision makers, asking them what they're seeing in the market, letting them know, hey, I've talked to five or six of your uh, competitors, CEOs. Um, do you want information on what they're telling me? And really just made myself uh, apparent in the market when no one else was really make, making the recruiting calls, making the marketing calls. Uh, just started, you know, just expanding my relationship, just planting that seed. Uh, so when the faucet did turn back on, uh, I was I was ready to rock and roll. Uh, last year, I, I only billed uh, around two hundred and forty thousand. Last year, uh, tough year, uh, down definitely a down year uh, for me. Uh, hey, listen, year, that's that's uh, good for a pandemic year. That's I think most people, yeah, be especially happy with, with traveling, that. yeah, <laughs> traveling literally in your the people your place uh, job, job title. So yeah, it was a. Uh, it was tough, but I, I'm, I am proud of, of what I was able to accomplish. Awesome. And then how does that contrast with your performance this year? This year, I'm sitting at um, 585000 for the year. Fantastic. And we've got... Um, got two final interviews today both are both are thirty thousand dollar uh, placement fees so uh finger fingers crossed fingers on, crossed on man and you've still got one quarter to go so yeah, yeah. that's phenomenal yeah. um thank you yeah super impressed with that so <clears throat> you what you highlighted a few of the things that you 
learned or were inspired by on the show, what specifically did you do to implement? Because, and this is, I think this is what really impressed me about you is that like, I get lots of messages from people saying they really enjoy the show. They get ideas, they get inspiration, but you came to me and said, I am implementing the stuff I'm learning and I'm, I'm actually getting results from it. And I was super impressed with that. Like, could you elaborate on some of the things that you're doing differently now? Yeah. So planning is, planning's huge. You know, I, I used to just come to work and, and, you know, whatever hit my desk at the time I, I would work on, uh, you know, after listening to Jordan Rayboy and we actually, uh, we're part of a training program. So I, I know who Jordan Ray, Rayboy is. I've watched his videos and then listening to him on your podcast kind of, uh, you know, solidified like, okay, maybe I should start really digging in and listening and, and implementing some of these things. But, but for him, it was the planning aspect. Um, and then with um, some of the other, the other, uh, Rich Rosen, it was, you know, being specific in, in what you're working on each day, don't deviate from traveling superintendents. So for me, you know, I, I was able to tell some clients, no, I'm not, I can't work on your project manager opportunity. I can't work on your estimator opportunity. I'm, I'm a traveling superintendent, uh, recruiter. So, um, in, in, in planning and then staying, uh, you know, laser focused on, on traveling superintendents, I was able to start, you know, making more placements, uh, more often I was able to start leveraging, um, my candidates activity. Uh, meaning, you know, hey, I, I send a candidate to five or six different places. I got four or five people wanting to interview this candidate uh, and then just letting the clients know, hey, this guy's got interviews set up with other clients. If, if you want him, you're going to have to move very, very quickly and kind of organically it drove up their their price it jo- and it sped up the interview processes. And it's happened all all throughout the year. So when you're, when you're laser focused, you can actually create demand for your candidate. Uh, which I've been able to do. So uh, making more placements uh, this year, uh, putting up pretty pretty large billing numbers has, has really flipped a switch on the confidence I have on the phone um, and not working on junk job orders or not uh, working on or working with a candidate who's, you know, you know, 50-50 on whether or not they're going to they're gonna make a change. I've really dug into getting to the no faster. Um, mm. Are you in or are you out? Because if you're out, I got other I got other people to find, other candidates to find to get in front of my clients, uh, and then on the client side of things, like, hey, this is how I work. Are, are, are you in or are you out? Because if 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 I'm having to continuously follow up with you to get feedback, or um, you're not moving quickly enough, we're, we're not. This relationship's not going to work. Um, you know, I've got the I've got the blueprint on how to hire traveling superintendents uh, effectively. Uh, you know, I've placed, I think it's 40, 42, 43 traveling superintendents this year. So uh, if you listen to me, if you want to buy into my process, you will have a traveling superintendent, you know, on your staff in the next, within the next two weeks after they put their notice in. Um, so it's really helped me on my confidence too. You know, I don't, I, I'm handling objections better on the phone. I'm handling negotiations better. I don't go below 25% anymore. Like, nope. I'm not doing it. Well, every other recruiters we have is at 20%. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll send you my, my candidate. They're at 25%. And if they're worth 25%, you'll pay me 25%. And your 20% recruiters, uh, you know, they can just keep throwing, throwing crap at the wall all day, but you're going to interview my guy. And when you say that to a business owner, 
they respect it. They're like, you know what, Zach? I like that. I'm going to work <laughs> with you. Let's see. Let's let's see what you got. Awesome. Hey, by the way, dude, your uh, notes that you sent me are among the best that anybody has sent me. You've got oh, put a lot you. of th uh, preparation and detail into this. So I love the statement you made. Confidence changes everything. You're so right. Like it's a virtuous cycle in the same way as there's a vicious mm -hmm. cycle, right? If you're you not your confidence gets knocked, that affects the quality and the quantity of your activities, which then your results continue to diminish. And then that's, you know, that's a bad place to be. What you're describing is a virtuous cycle. Success leads to more success. And the more confident you are, you know, people respond differently to you as well. And you know, it just things happen uh, for you in the in in the way you describe. So, I love what you're saying. Talk to me more about um, you've 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 made forty plus placements already this year, and you've got this kind of very no nonsense attitude. Like, this is how I work. Are you in or are you out? You know, this is my fee. But you're also confident in your method. Your your process and the your ability to deliver as well, which I think r must definitely come across in your tone of voice and and everything. Um, what else have you now? The other thing you mentioned to me that you're doing differently is retainers, because that must be quite unusual in this industry. Um, it is. It is. It's. It's. But it's not. A, it's not as tough of a sell as I as I thought it would be. Okay. You know, I, I create so much demand. Uh, for for my candidates, yeah. uh, my my clients would get to a point where Zach, you're sending me great candidates, but I, I can never hire them. Well, you're 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 not moving you're not moving quickly enough. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, client, uh, you got to got to step your game up. Well, what what can I do to you know they're they're actually coming to me. What can I do to have exclusivity on this candidate? Well, you can give me five grand up up front, uh, and you'll have first right, right of refusal. Is that something you know? Is that something you want to pursue? Uh, right. Well, yeah, because I want to. I want an actual shot at these guys. I'm tired of one of my competitors hiring this guy, um, or hiring all the guys you send me. So uh, it's really just about creating that demand, and, and the, the way you create that demand is the level of candidate you you send. Uh, I don't send junk candidates. I, I my, all my candidates have great longevity, have great project backgrounds, are ready to make a move. So when it comes to offer time. Um, I also lock candidates down exclusive, exclusively. Like, hey, if you work with me, give me a week. I'll, I'll put, I'll put opportunities in front of you that you're gonna want to want to interview for. Story from yesterday. Uh, my one of my new recruiters. Uh, he's only been here three weeks. Sent me a candidate. His name's Dave. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> um, sent me a candidate. Uh, really good multifamily traveling superintendent. Extremely frustrated with where he was. Uh, I got him on the phone. Uh, talk, you know, talk through everything with him and, you know, ask him, Hey, what, what other interviews do you have going on right now? He's like, ah, well, I, I got a couple. I was like, well, can you, can you please stop taking recruiting calls and stop interviewing, uh, or stop taking recruiting calls and stop, uh, applying to positions, mm -hmm. you know, on your, on your own, let me take over. Let me show you what I can do for you in the next week. Mm -hmm. He said, okay, Zach, I'll, I'll, I'll get, he, I'll give you a week. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, 
I think I called them maybe 15 minutes later with, with an interview uh, set up with one of my clients. Uh, they interviewed him yesterday, and then he's got a final interview with the uh, vice president today. And I created the, the demand by letting the client know, hey, he's got a couple other interviews set up. Now, I've had placements with this client, so she knows if I say that, that it's true and they need to move quickly. Um, and the candidate calls me. He's like, Zach, they, uh, it was a great call. I actually love this opportunity. Uh, they want to talk to me tomorrow. He's like, I am so excited about this. And I'm so excited that I hitched my my wagon to you because what you said, you told me you'd have something set up for me. And within 24 or 48 hours, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm going to have an offer from these guys. So, you know, I don't always throw that out there to candidates unless I know for a fact I've got, you know, I, I knew I knew my client was going to like this guy. And I knew he was going to like them. So, you know, you can get a little, uh, I don't want to say cocky. Cocky is not the right word, but just throw yourself out there. Like, hey, I've got an opportunity. They're going to like you. If you do well, they will hire you. Let me work with you exclusively. Uh, so, or work exclusively with me. Let me show you what I can do. And then I'm able to back that up. Would you like to make the transition from pure contingency to being a retained recruiter? Do you want to be respected as a true business partner by your clients while increasing your average fee? If so, then clearly you need to do something different. You can't just keep doing what you're doing and expect a different result. Our sponsor, iIntro, gives you a turnkey solution for winning retained searches and managed service agreements at higher fees. You will take business away from your competitors because you can actually show the client a unique methodology in a very tangible way and demonstrate conclusively how you will improve their staff retention and reduce their total cost per hire while also saving hours of management time. If you'd like to see how iIntro can help you to grow your recruitment business and increase your average fees, just go to recruitmentcoach.com forward slash retained. Book a free consultation. There's no obligation, and if you mention that you listen to this podcast, iIntro have pledged to offer you a 25% discount on any of their services. Just go to recruitmentcoach.com forward slash retained to get started. Awesome. Do you know, it's so, uh, it's such an underutilized approach, and I believe in working in a partnership sort of way with both clients and candidates where there's cooperation, there's good communication, and there is mutual commitment. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of recruiters are familiar with the idea of client exclusivity and why you would want that. And they focus on the client side and they forget the importance of candidate exclusivity. And I feel like this is more relevant now than ever before because of the way the market is that if you have the candidate if you have a really placeable candidate then you know you're going to place him or her um but the challenge apart from counter offers is a is a big thing right now which we can talk about but the other is just competing offers you know they're they're getting multiple offers and so there's a ch you can put all this work in and then you know the deal falls apart at the last minute so getting that exclusivity is is key and i love the way that you present that to the candidate and it just is logical and you put a time limit on it on it so i mean it sounds totally reasonable why wouldn't someone do that if you're going to 
be representing them and putting effort in and bringing them opportunities, why wouldn't they give you a, you know, a window of time in which to do your thing? Right. It's, it's, it's such a great feeling when you, when you say it and then it comes to fruition. Uh, you know, hey, work with me. I, I, I will find something for you within the next you know, 24 to 48 hours. And, and, and when it happens, it, it just makes you feel good. And then, you know, you can go back to that guy on the back end uh, that you place and, hey, who's the, who's the best superintendent you know and that you've worked with? Uh, give, give me their name. Um, and they, they typically will, and, you know, kind of just grow from, from word of mouth. Snowballs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that's another great tip is your, your referral strategy. We should talk about that. But first, um, you have a special name for your retainers. What do you, what do you call it again? Yeah, we, uh, and this is not from me. This is, uh, my, my, my company I work for, okay. they call it a resource dedication fee. So we're, we're set up extremely well at, at my company. I, I make money calls all day. I don't have to do any of my own research. I don't have to figure out who the decision maker is at a, as a, at a company, you know, find their email or, or, or phone number. We, we have a research team that, that does that, uh, for me. So when I go to pitch an RDF, um, in, you know, it's, it, Clients right now are, are, are basically wanting it for, for exclusivity and, and first right of refusal on my candidates. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when they're like, you know, what does this do? Like, why, why am I giving you $5,000 up front? Well, I, I've got a team, a research team that will, you're going to send me a list of all your competitors. Uh, I've got a research team that's going to go out and get all the superintendents from those competitors and put them in my system. Uh, and then I'm going to start calling them. Uh, and that, that takes time, you know, that's time and money. So you're giving me money up front so I can uh, allocate that to a, uh, a researcher and a recruiter uh, to make these calls for you. And, you know, that's how we're able to get candidates in front of you as, as uh, quickly as, as we, as we can. Um, so I, I retainer, you know, kind of ha has a, a, a kind of, uh, negative connotation, right? But when you call, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it a resource dedication fee, like, hey, I'm going to dedicate resources from my business to work on your stuff exclusively. Yeah. So you got to pay. You've got to pay me for that. It's brilliant. It's uh, just using a different terminology that has more meaning. You know, retainers either they don't really understand what that means, or they might have a negative perception of it, right? And but by calling it a resource dedication fee, then it it almost even just by the name, it starts to do some of the selling for you. For sure, hundred percent. All right, hundred percent. Fantastic, interesting. So you um, talk me through like what else? Because it can't just be that simple. Like, okay, you're more confident. You're asking for your resource dedication fees. You're um, asking candidates to work with you exclusively. You're staying focused in your niche market and you're not deviating from that. Um, what else do you think has contributed to your, you know, virtuous cycle this year, Zach? Um, I, you know, I work on... I'm a very competitive guy. So like when I wake up every day, I'm, I'm up at five and I'm, I'm in the office by six. Now I, I can work a flex schedule. Uh, I, I have a, a two, almost three year old daughter at home. So, oh, amazing. and I hate driving it and I hate driving in traffic. Right. So 
I, I beat the traffic there and I beat the traffic home. But my, my mindset each day is, you know, I'm not going to get out, outworked today. So when I get, when I get to the office, it's, you know, light, light switch flips on and, and it's go time. So I'm, I'm highly, highly competitive. Um, another, another thing that, um, I'm going to put myself out here on, on this one is uh, I started uh, actually paying my tithes to my church hmm. uh, earlier this year. Okay. And, you know, they get 10% of everything uh, I'm able to bring, bring home. And that has really changed uh, the level, uh, you know, level of conversations I'm having and, and everything like that. You know, one of my favorite Bible verses is those who give shall receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a promise. It's, it's, it's not those who give might receive. It's you know, hey, if you give back to your church, uh, you pay your tithes. You know, you're you're going to get uh, some gifts in return, whether or not that's money or you know whatever. But that that's 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 played a huge factor uh, as well. Fantastic. And you know, hey, can I just speak to that for a second? Because um, people will only work so hard to get more money. Right. It's it's and once you've already you're comfortable and you're making, you know, you've got a nice lifestyle, then, you know, having more of that doesn't necessarily like you're not going to work twice as hard to make, you know, more money. But if that has a different meaning for you, if that success is about something bigger than you or that has more of a purpose, then I can see that being massively motivating. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, going back to the confidence thing, mm-hmm. um, when you're more confident on your calls, it, you know, candidates and, 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 and clients can, can tell mm-hmm. that, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. This is, this is someone I want to hitch my wagon to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just think of every sales call I get, every, uh, you know, random number I get. I, I, I answer all of them. I love talking to those people because if they're good, I'll talk to them. I just think, all right, how am I going to get the person on the other end of the line? I just don't want to sound like another recruiter. I don't want to, <laughs> I, I don't want to handle, I, I love handling objections. I don't want, you know, I, I tell my team all the time, like, don't just say okay and hang up. Like challenge, challenge them. Challenge the the oh I don't know or everyone I know is working right now. Well, I, I hope that everyone you know is working right now uh, in in this specific industry because it's literally the hottest job market in the world and there's so much demand. So actually, that's who I'm looking for. I'm looking for the people who are are working. Um, no one's interested. No one I know is interested in traveling. How do you know that? Mm. How do you know that me putting an extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars in their back pocket isn't going to be life changing for them? Let them make that decision for for themselves. Just give me a name. All I need is a name, and um, and then not working on junk. Just not being afraid to pull a candidate out of process just to get to the no quicker and, and move on uh, to the next thing uh, has, has really been effective for me too. working on, you know, the more, the more good things you're working on, the more money you make. So let's, yep. let's get out, let's weed out the, the, the candidates that are iffy. Let's weed out the clients that don't get back with you. And let's, let's spend a hundred percent of our time working on things that are go- going to get across the finish line. T- talk to me more about get to the no faster. Where did you come up with this phrase? 
Uh, I don't know. I, I just came up with it. I, I'm not sure where, I, where, where it came from. But, you know, if, if a candidate's being wishy-washy, like, hey, client said it was a good interview. What, what are your thoughts? Hey, I thought it was great. Okay. Can you get me your references? Yeah, I'll get them to you. And, you know, a day goes by. Hey, are, are you interested in this? Because if you were, you know, how I feel, if I'm going on an interview for a new job and I really, really enjoyed it and they asked for references, it would be over you know, I would have them emailed within five minutes with what's taken so long, but what's going on here? Or are you feeling, uh, you're not, you're not feeling it like you, like you, like you thought you were, uh, just getting to that. No, no quicker is helps you out in the end. If you're chasing someone in the beginning, you're going to be chasing them through the whole process. Yep. So let's get to that. No, as fast as, as fast as possible. Hey, Zach, I, I think this is really important. And, um, I like the way you explain that because recruiters are eternal optimists. And I've, I think you have to be a positive person to be able to, you know, face the setbacks, the disappointments, the rejections every day. But at the same time, um, it's important not to delude yourself and, you know, hope that things are going to work out when deep down you have a feeling that there's, some, you know, that something is not right, right? Whether it's with the client or with the candidate. Mm -hmm. And we typically waste a lot of time working the wrong jobs and with the wrong candidates. And you've actually made it a philosophy to try and cut that time out so that you can focus more time on the right candidates and the right jobs. So I think that's genius. I, I actually had a, a situation, uh, my, other uh, recruiter that, that works uh, with me, his name's Reed. Uh, we had a candidate fly out uh, for, for an interview and they, they liked him and, and they offered him. And he flew out on a Friday, they offered him on Monday. And, you know, we called to present the offer to him. And uh, he wasn't uh, 100% upfront with us on other interviews he had going on. He's like, well, I'm going to put this, uh, this offer in my back pocket and see what the interview on Friday comes up with. And, uh, <laughs> that doesn't fly with me. Uh, I was like, actually, we're just going to go ahead and pull you from process. Uh, if, if my client was the one, uh, if you really enjoyed the conversation and wanted to work there, you'd accept and we, and, and cancel, cancel the other interview. So I'm just going to go ahead and let them know that you're, uh, you're declining. Uh, and I'm going to pull you from process. And he was like, well, that's, that's not what I said. And I was like, well, you did, you said it without saying it. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and pull you. That way I'm not worrying about it for the next week on whether or not who, who he's going with or not. Let's just get, let's just get to the next, uh, next interview, next candidate, figure out, you know, wh where, where the next uh, placement's going to be. Uh, I think recruiters spend a lot of time and, you know, I catch myself doing it, doing it too. I've got two final interviews today. I wonder how they're going to go. Uh, and you're just worrying about it. Like my thought probably, Hey, go hit the phone. So go find I don't care that, that, that the interview from today is from work we did yesterday or the, or the week before. Yep. Let's focus on what we're doing today for, for, for tomorrow and, and next week. I don't care if you have five final interviews today and they all go through, uh, where's the new candidate for, from, from today. Amazing. Before I go to my next question, I'd like to share one of the keys to my success in recruitment and in business. You may have noticed that a lot of the people I interview on this show have a coach. That's not a coincidence. Most high achievers have a coach, including me. 
I've worked with various coaches over the last 20 years, and it's been a huge factor in my own personal and business growth. Here's why. Sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the trees, and it really helps to take a step back and look at how you can improve the business and get a fresh outside perspective from someone who's bringing new ideas and insights to the table. Plus, as a business owner, who is holding you accountable and helping you stay on track? So I want to encourage you, if you're not already working with a coach, get one. It doesn't have to be me. There are plenty of amazing coaches out there. Just find someone who you believe will add measurable value to your business and can help you get to the next level. If you do want to explore a coaching relationship with me, then you're welcome to apply for a free 30-minute strategy session at recruitmentcoach.com forward slash breakthrough. This is not a sales call. My number one objective is to help you to get clear on your goals, identify the roadblocks that are holding you back, and create a strategic plan to increase your billings and grow your business. I promise you'll leave our session feeling focused, re-energized, and excited to take your business to the next level. You can apply at www.recruitmentcoach.com forward slash breakthrough. So, um... You touched on this earlier, but I'd like to go deeper because I think this could be valuable. Um, talk to me about how your current company sets you up for success compared to previous organizations you were part of and the impact that's had on your performance. Yeah, so uh, I've worked for three total, I guess, recruiting firms. This is uh, my current uh, Iris or Iris Recruiting Solutions out of Carmel is the, the current firm I work for. Uh, the past two uh, were, were more of a staffing-based, uh, I guess, firm that had direct hire teams that would work on the perm placement side of things for uh, like temp, temp to hire clients, if that makes sense. Yep. So the, the, the first company I worked for was a large company. They've got about 100 offices all over the country. Do, do extremely well, two to three hundred million dollar uh, a year in revenue. Um, I had everything. They gave me. I want to say I. I thought they gave me all the tools necessary to be successful. They had their own proprietary ATS system uh, where you could literally just go in and, and and put a search in and people would come up uh, that 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 you would be looking for. And then they also partnered with you know all the Indeeds of of the world and LinkedIn's and every time anytime someone applied. You all you'd have to do is open up your ATS for the day, and everything was just right there. So they were they were a great company. I, I had upward mobility there, but the 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 financial piece wasn't there, and I didn't really have the autonomy to go out and do exactly what I wanted. Uh, the second place I worked was uh, where I met David David <laughs> Reed, and they were more of a uh, a startup trying to figure out what needed to happen. I, I was so young in my recruiting career at the time, I didn't know what a good recruiting company looked like or what good processes looked like or anything like that. So my, all my time was just spent on LinkedIn. I was trying to hustle on LinkedIn like every other recruiter out there. Now at Iris, I'm in a, I'm in a place where they basically say, Zach, this is your, you are running your own business within the framework of our business. Mm -hmm. You can make your own business decisions on who you want to work with, what clients you want to work with, what fees you get, you know, guarantees you give, everything like that. It's more of a mindset from their standpoint. Like I see them as my investors, mm -hmm. like they're investing in me to go grow my business. And I just have to give them, I don't want to work. I don't want to do payroll. I don't want to have to worry about insurance the the rent payment for the the office 
uh, invoicing, accounting. I don't want to have to worry about that. So to me, I pay a premium uh, percentage of my commission to them uh, for them to take care of all that. And then on the flip side, they help me grow my business by helping me pay for new recruiters under me to get to get trained and everything like that. Um, and then on up and above that, they have the processes set in place. Hey, Zach, this is how you're, this is how you become extremely successful here. Um, we've got our, our team, our research team. We've got um, you know a, a marketing team that sends out you know automatic emails, uh, puts your call plans together. Like all, it's like a, almost like a plug and play. If you come in and you're extremely motivated to do well, uh, they'll they have the the roadmap on how to do that here. Um, and I'm making money calls all day long. And where before it was like, all right, who who's a good competitor from this client that I can get out? Or, you know, I can research on on LinkedIn. Okay, I found the person, but I don't know their number. I guess I just have to shoot them a LinkedIn message. Where now it's I've got their their email address, I've got their cell phone number, I've got their LinkedIn. We're touching them four or five different times. Uh, and we've got we've just got the process in place. So um, I really see my my two owners and they're, they're great, Chad and Bill. Um, they're they're servant leaders. They're like they remind me of David Reed. Um, servant leaders wanting me to. The more you succeed, the more we succeed. So you we think you know how to succeed. You go out and do it, and then we'll, we'll coach you if you have any questions along the way. We'll, we'll guide you. But this is this is your business to run within the framework of ours, uh, go out and make as much much money as possible, as much placements as possible. Fantastic. All right. I like it. And um, you've started hiring people in your, in your team already. So talk to me about that because being a billing manager, i.e. you're managing and you're making placements at the same time is not easy to juggle. So talk to me about how you're approaching that. Yeah. So I when when David and David Reed and I first started working together, he's like, "Hey Zach, you need to you need to go follow this Greg Savage guy on LinkedIn." And I remember seeing one of the one of his uh, LinkedIn posts was top top billers in your company are not always the best uh, billing managers or sales managers. That's true. And I uh, I take that as a challenge. <laughs> um, all right, if I'm going to bill at a high level, I need to, I, and I'm going to manage a team. Um, I want to be I want to be the best at, at, at doing that. So uh, I got to a point in uh, April, May of this year where I was ready to bring on a recruiter uh, to help me support, you know, support my clients. So I brought on uh, Reed. He was um, one year out of college, uh, extremely green. Just said, Reed, if you buy in, if you buy into this, you're going to do do extremely well here. Uh, there's opportunity. You have an opportunity to be an account executive one day, me, I'll teach you how to get there. Um, he came in and he billed, uh, I think he's over $200,000 and he started in May. Of wow, that's phenomenal. Um, so he's just absolutely dominating. And um, I've told him, I, I don't like managing. I, I really don't. Um, I don't like keeping an eye on people or anything like that. So I've kind of moved from that management approach to more of the player coach approach. Um, I just remember I, I played football in high school mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we watched game film. We, you know, my coaches would, you know, they wouldn't, I mean, I guess they would yell at me. I'm not yelling at Reed, but it's just like, <laughs> Hey Reed, you did this. 
this way. Why don't you try it this way uh, and see see if it works? Um, so we listen to um, call recordings. Yeah. Uh, so we can, you know, that's our game film, and we can, you know, really uh, hone in on you know specific ways to position yourself on 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 calls and, and in specific uh, situations. So it's really been more of a coaching. Uh, role for me and a, and a motivator um, more than a, like a, a management role. Um, I, if I look back and all the great managers I've had, you know, my current, my current uh, president and vice president, great mentors, David Reed, great mentor, uh, first company, really a couple great, great mentors there. You know, I, I want to emulate what they've done, been able to do, do for me. And it's, and it's really just servant leadership. Hey, I'm here for you. I want you to succeed. What do you, what do you need from me? This is how I run my desk. It's obvious. It's successful. If you, if you do what I do, you're going to be successful, but I also got to give them the autonomy to go figure things out on their own. Um, do, figured out new ways, more creative ways of, of doing things. Um, but yeah, Reed, Reed's been uh, an absolute blessing uh, for me co- coming in and, and dominating like, like he has. And then that's allowed me to bring on another guy. Um, so I, I uh, hired a, a, an old colleague of mine. Uh, he's in his third, third week and he's got a $30,000 uh, final interview today. Uh, so same, same thing there, just coaching him up on, you know, hey, you can be good at this. You can be extremely good at this. Just follow follow my lead. I'm gonna if I hear something uh, that you're you're doing wrong, I'm gonna coach you on it, and just keep keep getting better every day, and we'll 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 get to you to where where you want to be financially. Love it. So, what's the structure then? Are they recruiting on your orders, and then yes? Yeah. So you come in, in our company. You come in as a. Uh, we used to call it project coordinator, yep. but we call it a recruiter now. Project coordinator slash recruiter, and uh, basically, I, I set up your day. Hey, I've got um, here's information on the client. Here's information on the on the position. Here's what they're paying. Um, here's a call plan of seventy five superintendents that work for companies that have the same types of projects that our client does. Uh, here's the email that's going out. Here's the the call plan. Here's the follow-up email. Uh, bring them to me, and bring me any good candidates. You you open, I'll close. So that's where we're at right now with with both of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually they'll get to a, a point and and be able to grow into an account manager mm-hmm. where they're doing their own business development. And how you make that jump mm-hmm. is that you've perfected the recruiting side of things. Got it. You can obviously have a have a call. You know, do do an interview. Get all the information you need from the interview. You can do interview feedback. You can write up a submittal for me. Uh, you can handle all of the recruiting aspects. Once you once you get that part locked in, mm-hmm. uh, we we start letting you take your candidates that you find and going out and finding your own clients with those candidates. Um, and then after you bill a certain amount as an account manager, you make the the jump up into an account executive where you. Uh, you're running a full desk at that point. Amazing. All right. I get it. That makes, that makes sense. So listen, what, uh, where do you go from here, Zach? Yeah. Um, my, you know, my goal this year is, uh, Mm -hmm. 800,000. I could hit it, could not, I I don't know, but, uh, next year goals of a million, uh, probably, probably need one, maybe one more, uh, 
I could, I could probably hit a million with with the team I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimate goal over the next two years is to be, I believe it's a, like a $2.2 million biller. Uh, if I'm a $2.2 million biller, uh, I W to a million dollars. And that's that's my ultimate goal. Amazing. Uh, so I love that yeah. you know the exact amount for, you know, that and the time frame for that as well. So you must spend time like really thinking about your goals. Can you tell me about that process? Um, I've got, I've just got a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. that um, I have all my placements on so I can see where, you know, where I'm at financially. Everyone in the, that's one of the cool things about our our company. We kind of work on a draw Mm -hmm. slash quota basis. Mm -hmm. So all the account executives know how much everyone makes just based on the amount of cash in they have. Um, So, you know, I just keep, keep an eye on that. And, you know, I, I'm always hearing, you know, million dollar bill or million dollar bill, or, you know, those are the, you know, the, the, the cream of the crop in the, in the recruiting industry. So obviously want to hit, hit that, but then, you know, I got to think, okay, if I, if I bill a million, I'll make X amount. Mm -hmm. What do I need to, to build a, to W to a million. Cause I think that's, a, that'd be a really cool, cool thing to that do. That would be cool. Um, so that's just the, that's, that's the goal. What, what, what did it take to get to the point I'm at now? And how do I scale to get to that next level yeah. is really where, where, where I'm at now. So we're, uh, I'm actually putting together, I uh, listened to your podcast that just, uh, published earlier this week on, um, putting a playbook together and training and, um, that's the next thing I'm going to implement from listening, uh, listening to your podcast is making sure that we have, we have a playbook. We have the, my team has our core, our core values and, uh, that we're always sharpening the saw for, for training. And if we continue doing that, add a few more people, uh, I'll, I'll be at that $2 million billing mark, hopefully within the next two years. Love it. All right, Zach. Well, look, let's do this again, like in another year and you can update us on, What's happening Absolutely. and the uh, the new strides you've made. So uh, that was fun. I enjoyed catching up with you, Zach. Thanks so much for, for doing this. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Mark. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to The Resilient Recruiter. I know how busy recruiters are, so I'm honored that you're investing this time with me each week. I don't take your attention for granted. That's why I'm going all out to deliver value for you here, real insights you can apply to improve your business. And if you really wanna help me to reach a wider audience and impact more people, please consider leaving the show a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave me a review, please reach out and let me know so I can thank you personally. Please hit the subscribe button and I'll see you next time.